Thank you for listening to the Other Side of Sports podcast, representing the DMV. Be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube at OSS TV. Look, we need your support, so please do us a favor and make sure you leave a comment and give us a rating. Thank you. Now on to our show. <laughs> you are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 9 Welcome, everyone. You're now tuned into the other side, the other side of sports. I'm your host, guest host, Jeremy John of the Sports Reality, sitting in for your boy, Harold Laws. We got Jeff. Yeah. We got Aaron. We got D yeah. in the building rocking yeah. with us. That's right. You already know. How's everything going with you all? Good, man. Can't complain. Can't complain. All right, man. We got a lot to get into, a lot in the sports world. But before we do, let's talk about something outside of the sports world. Did any of you all watch the Saturday Night Live this weekend with Bill Burr? <laughs> no! I, I didn't catch that. Nah, I saw the highlights. Same here. I saw that part where he spoke, but I didn't see the entire show. Oh man, his monologue was yeah, pretty was. hilarious. He was he was hitting on uh, all cylinders. Definitely hit on uh, white women uh, and definitely the LGBT community. But the 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 area that was hilarious was the the part where he spoke about the white women and how you know this was supposed this summer, especially with everything that unfortunately happened within our community. Uh, this summer was really supposed to be for getting you know equality for us as black people and he mentioned how white women just you know skirted to the front of the line and and try to put all their feelings in there and obviously he he put in his own jokes and everything like that are are you all familiar with bill burr though oh yeah yeah for sure okay so yeah he definitely added his 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 uh his style his uh pizzazz to everything with it but it was pretty pretty hilarious and then a couple of the skits in the beginning were were funny i did not make it past uh the halfway marks i don't know what happened after that but um yes i think his uh monologue was definitely something that uh, if you haven't listened, just go on YouTube and, and check it out. Uh, we do have, like I said, a lot on tap for this show. We are going to discuss uh, the Washington football team, uh, all other things in the NFL, and then we will also get into the NBA Finals. Uh, but let's start off with the Washington football team. Aaron, you are a Washington football fan. Jeff, Jeff, I know you are a Washington football fan. Yeah, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm about to be jumping off ship like Aaron. <laughs> you know uh, before, before we even get into this game this past Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams, Dwayne Haskins was benched in favor for Allen and not only benched, he was put to the third string and he was inactive due to a stomach bug going around, but he was the third quarterback behind Alex Smith. Uh, with this happening right now, and I'll start with you, Jeff. Um, these changes and, and all the deficiencies with the Washington football team, 
uh, are they sh- is it showing that the head coach Ron Rivera is kind of deficient in his coaching decisions? I mean, I, I think it might be harsh to jump out there, but I mean, I definitely, um, you know, looked at him with the side eyes when news came down the pike that he was making this change because, again, we've talked about it on the show at length about the fact that I wasn't necessarily sold at Haskins just from what I had seen last year and this year, but at the same token, I felt as though you got to give him the whole year. You spent the first round draft pick on him at 15th overall. And so I think, you know, Rivera is just, you know, basically a same organization, new faces, the same thing, you know, and with the knee jerk reaction, putting Kyle Allen in there. And of course we saw he got hurt and Alex Smith, he, he man, I could, congratulations that he made it back out to the field, but we all know that, this is where it should end. And so, um, but I, I don't want to jump out there and just, you know, call Rivera like, you know, a, a joke at this point or, you know, or a bad, a bad uh, coach. I'll give him more time. But that decision was, was definitely questionable. Aaron, what do you have to say about this being a former Washington football fan? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with Jeff on it's very early to try to say Ron Rivera is a terrible coach, but he's failing thus far. The first quarter of the season, he's gotten an F. <laughs> I mean, I, I give you that. It's as early in his uh, evaluation as it is in, in Dwayne's. He's got a game extra than Dwayne's got. So, I mean, it's just, he, he didn't want him to be the quarterback. And he sold us one bill of goods about a plan that he had in a development strategy. And it was, uh, it was a flat out lie. Hmm, so when you, when you choose to develop an offensive coordinator over developing your quarterback and your offensive coordinator hasn't won anything. You didn't win anything with him. Kyle Allen didn't win anything. He actually got you fired. So it's just, there's too many other variables that point to something else with me other than football. And when that stuff starts to happen again, and I checked out in 2014, I thought this was going to be different. I'm not going to be the abusive girlfriend that just keep going back and back and back and get my head wrong. I'm done. I'm not. I'm just not going to do this anymore. This is all I got. Don't take my baby. You know, the thing that they tried to spin it on and what's kind of going around is like that there were rumblings in the locker room. I mean, of course, you have vets. I mean, it's young guys, too. But the fact that because the division is just historically bad, they felt as though there was a chance to actually win it. And that's why they were making the change. But my thing is, what difference does it make? Even if somehow you miraculously won the division, which I don't believe any of us thought would be possible, no matter who was playing quarterback, but you would go in the playoffs, get a home game and lose by three touchdowns. And at the end of the day, what difference would that make? Nobody would think that it was a good team if you won the division at six and 10 or seven and nine miraculously so it it just didn't make any sense and even if that is the case like the guys in the locker room to you know be saying that oh we got a chance to win the division because it's bad and know that you just drafted a like so what you're the head coach right and and another thing Jeff that kind of rubbed me the wrong way with those comments actually two things who the hell on this team has performed well enough to say anything about what Dwayne's performance right the defense getting 30 every week the only week they didn't get 30 was the game they won uh, week one against the Eagles. And it turns out the Eagles are a terrible ass team. So like who on that defense, if that's the people making faces on the sideline has performed in a way where that would make sense. That's the first thing. Secondly, every other team that's developing a quarterback, you think other players aren't like, Oh, I've been in the league eight years. I don't want to deal with this. or making faces. 
but you're reacting to that, that tells me you're not qualified to be the head coach of a rebuild. And because you're a loser and your old coordinator's a loser and y'all just got fired, y'all so busy scrambling trying to get W's to prove you can do your job instead of sticking to a long-term plan. So it's just, it's too disjointed. And when people start to try to feed me BS and then you have so many other institutions that come and reaffirm these things and try to make it make sense and spend it like everybody else is stupid. I, I can't, it just, I can't do that. Cause then you're just insulting everybody's intelligence. Now D you're a fan of a rival team on the outside. When you heard the news about Haskins being benched, uh, what did you think about this entire situation? Rinse, repeat. Isn't this how this thing goes with the Washington Redskins? Rinse, wash, repeat. Same cycle over and over and over again. It's just, I wasn't surprised by it. And I knew, I just felt like whenever there's a new regime that comes into play that doesn't get to choose that quarterback, like, they should have never allowed the previous coach to stay when he did to draft Haskins. I think they should have got rid of him when they knew they weren't going to move forward with him and then allow that new quarter, that new uh, coach to then be able to pick that player that he wanted. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't have buy-in at the coaches, or you know what I'm saying, then you're going to have a problem with that player. And I think on, on top of that, when you have – this this situation where you you know we always talk about the black quarterback and his lease is short off rip so unless he's playing exceptionally well you know what i'm saying the chance of him getting benched regardless of him just getting drafted in the first round doesn't really matter they're so quick to move on and start spreading rumors talking about oh they may try to trade him by the by the trade deadline stuff like that you already start hearing this stuff already about a quarterback who never really got a fair shake, even in his rookie year when he was coming into the league, wasn't even practicing, then they would start him in the game. Like, none of that stuff really made sense to me. And then this year comes, and it's like the same thing. He has a terrible offensive line. He has no weapons at wide receiver. He has no running game. He can't run. So what do you expect him to do with this team? I think the expectations are kind of unreasonable for a guy of him just coming into the league and you're not really giving him an opportunity to succeed. So I'm not surprised by that. I'm going to tell you right now, Haskins, when I saw him at Ohio State, I thought he did well. But I also felt like at Ohio State, that old line in Ohio State was just one of the best in, the, in, in, in college football at the time. So for him to sit back and then he had some of the best wide receivers in college football at that time as well, it made it a lot easier on him. I think now in this situation where – you have no O-line, you don't have a true running game, and you don't have any weapons. He's just all doomed. And then you have an offensive coordinator that's that's trash. So, you know, all those things kind of come together, and you got a perfect slop job is what I say. So I, I just think it's just going to be bad for Haskins. I don't think he's going to be successful here in Washington, and I think it's going to be a situation you, where he's going to end up moving on. You know, you, know, you know the other thing, D, to kind of uh, touch on the Ohio State uh, situation I mean, Ohio State really hasn't had a quarterback succeed in the NFL. They've had guys get drafted, but like just moving forward, that mm-hmm. I mean, even right now with Justin Fields, like I'm not saying like I haven't watched enough of him, honestly, but I would I would go in like looking at him yeah, like with a, a USC quarterback. Of, like a yeah, USC. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. And then the other thing to which you were saying, like the whole the whole dysfunction in the organization 
is the fact that Gruden, even though he ended up getting fired, he didn't even want Haskins. That was Dan Snyder's pick. So again, Dan Snyder kind of pulled the RG3 move, but then you bring in a new coach and yet you tell that coach he can do whatever you want. Well, stop meddling when it comes to the draft and actually let the uh, front office or the head coach have a say in the quarterback that they pick. If every time you bring you, you pick a quarterback and then you bring in a new guy and then he wants to get rid of that quarterback immediately. So it's just another sign of a bad, terrible organization. All right. Now, now, Aaron, you brought up a great point when you were talking about uh, Haskins earlier. You're talking about uh, nepotism uh, within the coaching staff. There was a Deadspin article. Uh, Aaron, explain the article for those who may not have read that. So essentially what it's saying is we all know Ron Rivera got fired last year. Um, and the office coordinator, coordinator that he had was um, North Turner. North Turner initially. But then Scott Turner for like the last half of the year or something like that. And so um, they were terrible. Kyle Allen started out, won the first four games. They lost the last seven. Uh, was a turnover machine. They were terrible. There was nothing that said, hey, if we bring Ron Rivera and Kyle Allen to the risk, to the Washington team, that'll be the thing to put us over the top. That That's absolutely not what happened. So Zampezi, who's the quarterback coach here, is also the son of a, uh, a former head coach. So both of them had fathers that are really successful in the league, but they haven't done anything in the league that would lead you to believe that one, they're going to fix something here in Washington or two, that they have some system that was successful somewhere else that everybody just needs to abide by or adhere to, to make the team better. It just, it's just not there. So essentially Ron Rivera is choosing to develop these people, these coaches over the first round pick that they took in 2019. And it, it, it it's a lot of other layers that go with this. Cause if you look at Dwayne Haskins numbers versus Daniel Jones, who was taken in the same draft and taken higher than Dwayne. If you look mm-hmm. at Sam Darnold, who you've seen the dumpster fire that's going on in New York and the conversation that the media has chosen to have about those players is they just need more time. They need to develop regardless if they're much more of a turnover machine than Dwayne's ever been. Nobody wants to hear that. It's just a different set of rules when it comes to black quarterbacks playing in the NFL. And then they have these things set up where every white talking head on every network wanted to come pat Ron Rivera on the back and say, oh, he had to do that not to lose the locker room. Is there not a locker room in New York? And even with Jets or Giants, are there not locker rooms there? So when Daniel Jones is a turnover machine or Sam Darnold is a turnover machine, that doesn't affect the locker room. It's just a different set of rules. They always move the cheese when it comes to a black quarterback. And the last, since the year 2000, there have been 60 quarterbacks taken in the first round. There's only two that lost their job before uh, with less snaps than Haskins. And one was a drug addict in Johnny Manziel, and I can't remember who the other one was. So it's just... The people other, try to it would have to be Rosen, I would imagine, right? Rose, he, there you go. Yeah, and he had to get his black head coach. His black head coach got fired after one year, and that's why he right. ended up losing his job. So, <laughs> like the circumstances where they're trying to say, "Oh, we've seen enough," it's just it's ridiculous. They don't like him. It could be demeanor. It could be whatever the case may be. But they start leaking the same stuff they do with every black quarterback. He's lazy. He doesn't work mm-hmm. hard. He might have lost thirty pounds in the off season, but he's not working. He doesn't. You know what I mean? It's the same stuff over and over and over. And I just can't. This market is not does not want a black quarterback unless the black quarterback is Russell. You have to be the best of the best of the best. They are not going to watch 
a black quarterback be average or developed in this market. They just refuse to. The media that they have set up, these 40 and 50 year old white guys who want to see things look the way they did when their fathers and grandfathers saw the Redskins winning Super Bowls. It, it's just, that's what they expect and that's what they want to see. And so far it looks like the Redskins are going to allow the media and this segment of demographic to run the team the way they want to run it. So I'm, I'm just not going to be a part of it. Jeff, well, did you read the article? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to uh, check out the article, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me. That's that's a thing in general in the NFL, and I mean, it's one of those kind of slippery slope topics, right? Because it's like you bring in a guy, and you want the guy to be able to hire his people, but at the same time, is there not oversight where it's actually like any other or? other jobs where it's like okay you actually have to interview all different type of candidates because at the end of the day the owner owns the team so while you might want all of your guys the owner can come in like jerry jerry when jason garrett he paid because he didn't want to lose him he he was paying jason garrett a million dollars to be the offensive coordinator and i can't remember who exactly was the coach at uh, at that time but i'm sure they would have preferred to have their own uh, offensive coordinator in there, but the reality oh, Wade of the situation, Wade Phillips, Wade Phillips yeah. right? Okay, but the reality of the situation is like you're not the owner. Do you want this opportunity? Because at the end of the day, what matters and what you're judged by as a head coach is winning. So you getting your your the guy who gave you your first opportunity, son the position because you remember what he did for you. I mean, I guess that'll be cool as long as you win. But when you don't win it's hard to overlook that type of stuff. So it has to be kind of some type of checks and balances in place for that. And that's what he came here to fix. That's the craziest part. He was supposed to eliminate all of this extra non-football related stuff that goes on in the city. And the first move he makes is to bring the same person with him that he got fired with. When the offense has been trash in Carolina for years, it was Cam Mm -hmm. and that was the offense. It wasn't a scheme or... It was Cam Newton having to be a superstar for that team to look like anything. And when he didn't play well or he wasn't healthy, the team was terrible on offense. The, so the only just, the only other time, which was also in that 15-1 and one year, remember they had Allen and um, what was the other running back that was with the Steelers? They had the, two, the two-headed oh, monster. Yeah, um, Williams. Williams. D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, D'Angelo, D'Angelo Williams, Williams. And, J- and Jonathan uh, Allen, right? Stewart. No, it was Stewart, 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 yeah. Jonathan Stewart. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was the only time, like you said, other than Cam, them running the ball. But other than that, it was like all Cam all the time. And you look at the spacing in the offense. You look at the, it's just the route combinations. It's just disjointed. You so can tell bad. he doesn't have any rhythm. He never sets up plays for later like you see other old, old coordinators do. It's just disjointed. Like he's just randomly picking plays like he's playing mad. And it's like, it's going to take for you seeing the white guys fail worse than Dwayne did because Dwayne scored more than 10 points every game he played, let's be clear. He didn't look as bad as the offense was this week and it was raining, but the Rams put up 30 points. So it's just like they're running out of excuses. So when you continue to see this against the Giants defense, which isn't great, Dallas's defense, which is terrible, and you, if they keep losing to these teams, then eventually people are going to get around to... But peep this though, Aaron, like the Giants and deal tell you like the defense is actually middle of the pack. It's not terrible. You know what I mean? So it's just the offense isn't good. But with that being said, it's just like Alex Smith, like you said, he passed the ball 17, had 17 attempts with 35 yards, got sacked seven times, I believe. So, I mean, again, it don't matter who is back there that they don't have the requisite parts that you need at this moment in time. 
uh, to actually be successful on offense. Like I said, no matter of what I believe and what I've seen with Haskins, I'll be the first to tell you, like, they don't really have any weapons. You have McLaurin, but if they double him, then, I mean, you don't have nothing else. You know, and then the offensive line is suspect, which is, again, why Alex Smith got sacked so many times. And as you mentioned, at Ohio State, Haskins could stand back there. And, you know, he's not a scrambler. So, yeah. yeah, So, yeah. So, I was just surprised by when the game was over and they lost by the point they got blown out. They got whooped. And the story was not about the same production with a different quarterback. It was about Alex Smith and how his his story and (laughs) all this stuff. It's just funny how now if if that was uh, you know if if your man Hassans was in the game they you know they lost like that that would have been kind of the the continuing story you know what I'm saying with that it wouldn't have broke the way it did where you know what I'm saying so we're gonna see how this is gonna go forward I just don't see much I understand what Alex Smith is trying to do I still don't trust the way he was moving. Uh, he looked bad. Yo, he can't play it. That's why I said it's admirable. It's admirable that he actually made it back. He saw actual action in the game, but yeah. that's where it got to end. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like seriously, he's get he got a boatload of money. If you want to say, if you want to be the third string and collect a check, fine. But he should never see the field anymore. Yeah, I, I, I think the the best thing for Alex Smith coming out of that game is like you said Jeff he he actually got in the game and he didn't end the game with another broken leg because when you get sacked that many times right, like, right. and and Alex Smith was a mobile quarterback before this injury right mm-hmm. like there were there were plays on there that you're just like you know what if this was two years ago before the injury um he might be outside the pocket looking for a receiver or 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 gaining yards so i mean yeah at the end of the day it should just end right there he he made it into an nfl game that's about it and the last thing on alex smith was kind of ironic with dwayne haskins they played the same system in college for the same head coach and if you think about how long it took for alex smith to find Mm -hmm. his way in the league and to adjust alex smith was the reason that the NFL stopped drafting spread quarterbacks for like 10, 15 years. They said, this does not translate to the NFL. This is terrible. And they basically stopped drafting spread quarterbacks. They came from the exact same system. And Alex Smith has legs and Dwayne doesn't. It's like, we knew when they took him that he was a developmental project in the NFL. He was not ready. Ohio State does not run an NFL offense or anything close to it. They just have NFL talent in the players that they had, but they do not run an NFL offense. This was a developmental project when they took him. So to try to present it now and give somebody a rough draft and say, see, this doesn't add up to what we expect and then just throw it away, it's just, it's disingenuous at best. Now, real quick, for those that did not watch the game, uh, Rams won 30 to 10 over the Washington football team. Uh, Kyle Allen started the game, but was knocked out. Uh, it looks like he had a concussion after he tried to scramble. And what was it? Jalen Ramsey? Was it Jalen Ramsey that laid, it, yeah. laid the hit on him? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Washington Falls. Now, let's we're still talking about Haskins. The assumption is that <laughs> Haskins is not going to get back into the lineup um what do you what do you think is the plan right now i'll start with you jeff what's the plan for the future is it you know tank for another quarterback or do you think this team is actually going to try and get some wins knowing how bad the division is 
I mean, like I said, that that was the plan that they were going with was to try to again, like they said, that's why they made the move and like to try to win the division. But again, like it wouldn't really matter. It's a trash division. You get a home game, lose by three touchdowns. Uh, they should be if they don't believe in Haskins. They should try to be bad so Rivera could get his quarterback in there. Because let's face it, we know he's going to be here at least at least four years. I would say, um, and so. Uh, if you don't believe in him, I mean, like, let's not like fool anybody or waste everybody's time. Again, they they should have been trying to put him back in, or they should be trying to put him back in there. But I mean, at this point, who knows what the Washington football team is going to do? Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. They probably don't even know, to be honest with you. Aaron, what do, what do you think uh, they're going to do uh, for the rest of the year? I mean, I don't care what they do. If I'm Dwayne, I'm not putting it in their hands. I'm making sure my agent gets me as far as away from this team. Yeah, I definitely would ask for it. Because your career, you're going to end up like RG3. Like, you can't sit here and continue to let them make comments about your work ethic, about um, your ability to learn, talking about you're a poor study. Like, when you stick these kind of, like, glaring statements to a black quarterback, even black people believe it if they don't know it to be true. They're like, oh, I can kind of see it. He's on Twitter. You know how you know how black people are, though. So it's like everybody just like assumes that this is true. But they apply every... You've never heard a failure white quarterback have issues with work ethic or, or being a poor study mm-hmm. or, or being able to read defense. Right, right. They're just not seeing the field right now, but you never hear them say they can't read a defense. And, and Americans just have a way of just absorbing these comments and just assume, well, it must be true, and then he won't get another chance. He's got to make sure his age, he never plays another step for Scott Turner or Ron Rivera because they've shown him his hand. So you can't, you got to put your career in your own hands and in your agent's hands, or you'll end up out of the league in the next two years. The There are some winless teams still, the Jets, the Falcons. We'll talk about the Falcons a little bit later. Um, who else is winless in, in this Giants. league? The Giants. Giants yeah. Um, so you have at least three teams ahead of you for the <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> right, now we, right now we're in the league. But did, did Haskins really be sick? Was he really sick? No, just, no. just real quick. I, I mean, who knows, though? Like, okay. it's, it's found, it sounds hard to believe. Like, oh, like, he, the week he got benched, he get a virus and he, he get a bug all of a sudden. Yeah. A virus yeah. that ain't COVID. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would have done the same thing, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I would have, I would have asked for a trade, like you said. Like I know you, you could say you're a professional athlete. It seems childish, but no, this is why you know. uh uh, Archie Manning didn't want Eli to go to the Chargers, for instance, and and these things, and why Steve Francis didn't want to go to the Grizzlies in Vancouver. Like the, it's a reason why these things happen. And Elway didn't want to get drafted by the Colts because these have traditionally been organizations that are suspect. They they do suspect things, and so with that in mind, as soon as this happened, if I was uh, you know Haskins, I would have got in contact with my agent and, and been like, yeah, like try to get me out of here. All right. Uh, we will get into more NFL a little bit later. Uh, let's talk about the NBA Finals. Finals right, locked up. Hey, Jeff? Because <laughs> I ain't watch a second. Oh, uh, yeah. There's usually, yeah, you funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I called five, six games. Um, obviously, it ended in six. Um, I mean, I think everybody expected this result, and that's partially 
why Aaron didn't watch the second. I know he was already hesitant on bubble basketball, but all <laughs> in all, it was a, it was a good uh, tournament. It's like you got to call the NBA playoffs or, or the whole ordeal uh, a demonstration, a tournament. But I mean, it they they competed out there. Like it was good basketball. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, once it was the matchup with as the Heat and the Lakers, we all knew what it was going to be. Right. The Heat, since they've been taking odds. Um, in terms of teams to uh, make it to the finals, the Heat had the longest odds in the history. I think in 30 years, it was 75 to one that they would that oh they would make the finals. So yeah, you see the type of bread you would have came you up on yeah, if you big time. yeah if you put and that's not the win. That's just to make the finals. So right. um, so yeah, that goes to show like how much of a mismatch it was and. Um, you know, that's my take on it. I mean, I don't know what D has to say before you probably get to the MJ or uh, Braun conversation. I don't want to uh, go into that. I, I don't know what mm. D has on it. <laughs> probably less than me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> less than, so, but, so I guess y'all can all right, so we could, everybody can add to the MJ or Braun <laughs> conversation then. <laughs> yes. Uh, you ever watch a movie and you kind of know how it's going to go in the first 10 minutes, how it's going to play out before you even watch? Drink? Yeah, you already know. It. Oh, this is how it's, this is the middle, beginning, and end. I already know how this is going to be. So it's that's how I saw this NBA Finals, the same way. You already knew how this was going to end. You knew how it was going to start. They're going to fight hard and be scrappy and get themselves. You know, they would got themselves a little two wins, but you knew ultimately they weren't going to win this game. This was right. going to be about Kobe Bryant's legacy and the L.A. Lakers and LeBron and the whole MJ. You already knew how this all thing was going to play out, man. I just... Yeah, I didn't even care that I much. Think, I, I think the only question was whether Brown was going to win MVP or whether AD was going to win it. I think that was the, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, like, the only question. Who won know, it? Because yeah. LeBron won it. LeBron won that, John. See? Jeff. Jeff, do you think that was... <laughs> Jeff, do you think that was a logical, like... Like debate though between LeBron and AD for this year's Finals MVP. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think so. I think after the first two games, AD was. I mean, he had thirty plus in both of them and was unstoppable. But after that, he got in foul trouble in Game Three and was kind of a non-factor. And you know, he had okay games in the other two. He was impactful mainly on defense, but in terms of you know, the debate. I mean, what LeBron did in the should have been closeout game when Danny Green, you know, missed the shot, although I think Bron should have shot it. But I mean, 40, what do you have? 40, 14, 40, and yeah. yeah, nine or something. And then, of course, 28, 14, and 10 in the, in the actual closeout game. Yeah, I think I think it was no debate after, after how Bron finished the series off. Before we get to the main question for this this segment, you, Jeff, you mentioned that Game Five when LeBron passed it out to to Danny Green. Uh, you said he should have took the shot. Um, yeah, I I am in agreement with you. LeBron should have took that shot, but more importantly, he should have committed to either going all the way to the bucket or pulling up he right. kind of dribbled into like no man's land so he right. had to pass it to Danny Crean I and, think, you know yeah ahead. no I, I no I agree with you I think that's one of you know his problems when it comes to obviously taking the game you know winning shot in general uh he usually doesn't like to go all the way because I mean historically obviously he's not the greatest of foul shooters and then also he doesn't really have a mid-range 
jumper like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like he can hit that fall away at times in the post, in the, in the actual flow of a game. But when you're talking about a game winner, so I think that's why he got himself into no man's land in that, in that, in that situation. <laughs> like, cause yeah, you're right on that. Like, cause had he had committed, like he was going all the way, he was going to shoot the runner or pull up. He could, he could take that shot. And by the way, it still shows how great LeBron James is to still find someone wide open during that oh, yeah. time. Um, Danny Green missed the shot. I mean, for me, it was expected. I mean, yeah, Danny oh, Green no hasn't played well. It. He hasn't played well all <laughs> postseason. So I'm, I'm shocked that like all the Laker fans who were out here, you know, cussing him out on social media and sending death threats to him. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, this is Danny Green. But we get the game six, LeBron and the Lakers from from opening tip I just running the yeah, heat out too the gym. Much. So LeBron gets his fourth championship ring, fourth finals MVP. You know, with everything going on with COVID, they had to move it into a bubble. You had players who opt very few players so let me say that very few players who opted out but one of the most important players that did opt out was Avery Bradley uh the Lakers still had Anthony Davis and and Rondo specifically but to LeBron James fourth championship fourth finals MVP conversation obviously goes to the greatest of all time Jeff where, where does LeBron rank in in the GOAT ranking uh, I mean, I I don't personally have him uh, ahead of Jordan still. I mean, he's like I have to kind of think about. It. I mean, he's definitely in, in in the top five, you know, um, you know, in my estimation. But like in terms of where specifically, whether he's two, three, I have to give it a little bit more thought and break down everything. But in terms of being better than Jordan, I I don't see it. Um, in terms of for it to be a conversation where I would be okay with it, um, honestly, obviously, if they went back-to-back, because he's only won back-to-back one time, and that was with mm-hmm. the Heat, of course, that team, and obviously we know they lost, and he has that, that the failure that happened against Dallas. When you think about Jordan, I mean, he had two separate three-peats. Think about it. Like, a three-peat hasn't even happened since what, what 20 years ago with Shaq and uh and Kobe, and Kobe. Mm-hmm. so like that goes to sh- when you win three in a row that shows the level of dominance and Golden State probably would have I, I think it's fair to say if KD didn't, didn't get hurt and then Clay after that they would have won three in a row but the, but uh, but at the end of the day they didn't so LeBron has he's only won two in a row once and he's never won three in a row so he hasn't dominated the league in a sense of winning championships like Jordan did. And so, like, I think next year, if he if they won back-to-back and that's his 18th year and he played at this high level, I might be okay with the conversation. I still wouldn't put him above Jordan, but um, I, I would be like, I mean, I'm not going to argue you up and down. I mean, five chips going 11 times, let alone if he won a fifth finals MVP. Um, you know, so... I, but I don't have him above Jordan. I can, I, he's not the goat to me. Aaron, what about you? Where does LeBron rank for the greatest players of all time? I mean, I, I think I'm exactly where Jeff is. Like, he's definitely top five. I could see where somebody would say two. And if you're one of those young analytics numbers type of people, cumulatively number wise, 
I can see why they would say he's the best ever when you calculate all of his accomplishments and over, over all that time. It's just the eye test to me just says, still says Jordan. I didn't see him dominate the league the way that Jordan dominated the league for that seven years. It's just, it's just different to win six times in seven years. Like I can see why people are so excited about him going to the finals. It was like eight, nine years in a row in the East. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it's just not the same as what Jordan did in his prime. And one of the most convincing arguments that I heard earlier was about how everybody in LeBron's prime got rings. But when Jordan was in his prime, he kept so many Hall of Fame players from being able to get rings in his while he was dominating the league. So it's just LeBron is a really, really good player. I'm not going to argue with anybody who feel like because the guys who say LeBron is the GOAT, they get really excited. They want to go back and forth. <laughs> it's like a Tupac, Tupac and Biggie type argument. For yeah. It's like they get a kick out of trying to convince you or like having a debate team type argument about why LeBron should be considered better than Jordan. I just, I saw both and I, I don't see that. D, what are your thoughts on the topic? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same vein as uh, Aaron here on this one as well. I, I think, I think you know, this is what we do. We like to compare who's greatest, blah, 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 who's the GOAT. But at the end of the day, I think in his own right right now, LeBron is the best player, you know what I'm saying, in this generation. You know, that's what they know. That's what they see. So I could see them easily saying LeBron is the greatest. Um, what I saw from Jordan, and now I've seen LeBron, I've seen both, you know. So for those that kind of say LeBron's the best, typically are those that have only really seen LeBron's game and really haven't experienced Jordan, you know what I'm saying? Other than wearing his sneakers. So when I when I look at when I look at Jordan's game compared to LeBron's, first of all, they had different games, different eras. Um, but just the the sheer dominance that Jordan had um during that time span, I just never see another player do that. And like Aaron said, and just kind of took like guys like Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing and those and those teams who never sniffed never got the chip because of Jordan because they had to go through the Chicago Bulls. They had to go through the Bulls and they couldn't do it. And so when you look at that, you know, I, it's just another level that you don't typically see. And then it's the, it's the mindset. You know, we like to, I like to see that, that grit. That's why I think I like Jimmy Butler because of that grit. But Jordan had it, but then he had the game that came with it. You know what I'm saying? Offensively and defensively, and, defensively. and that's the huge thing too. Defensively, people just always dispel that. Like, you know how many first team all defenses that Jordan has. Not to mention he was defensive player of the year and MVP in the same season. Obviously, Giannis joined that club. Yeah, but yeah, like that. They like Bron in his younger years. I think he made about five, but Jordan is like upwards like a like ten. So it's like, like you said, he's literally doing it on both ends. They like to act like defense doesn't play just as huge a part as offense does. Like you can literally. There's no affect analytics both. for that. Yeah, yeah it's, right. no, it's not. It's not. It's not, man. It's not. You're right. I mean, he was and he was always tops in the leagues in steals. Like it was just one of those things when you saw Jordan play. He dominated on both sides, and he never took a playoff. He always played 82 games. He didn't, you know, do these rest sessions and stuff like that. So when you see that dominance. You know, for years and the way he did it, you know, what I'm saying on an 82 game season and not taking off 20 games in the season because I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. It's just a different level to me. And I, I respect LeBron's game. You can't take any away from LeBron. But I think there are two different players, completely different players in two different eras 
And just when I just look at it, if you really want to compare, I just still feel like Jordan is the best. And, and the one thing that if you weren't alive or like watching basketball in that way, old enough to in that era, Mike, I mean, Jordan had this Mike Tyson fear factor and intimidation factor on teams that as great as LeBron is and as much of a winner as he is, that he just doesn't have on the other superstars in the league. Superstars is the key word. I'm not talking about Paul George and some of these other betas. Like the other superstars in the league believe they can win against LeBron. I don't believe any of the other guys. Like when the season started, it's just like when the Warriors were KD, it's like people pretty much know, okay, Jordan about to get another one. <laughs> hopefully he get hurt or hopefully something else, you know what I mean? Something crazy happens and we have a chance. But it was basically a foregone conclusion that Jordan was about to get the chip. Right. Yeah, you, may, you bring up a, a great point about fear factor, you know, as the years have gone uh, since Jordan has retired, we've heard story after story after story of players saying how you can't talk to Michael during the game or you can't look him in his eyes. And and the one popular story that came out recently was uh, the one with uh, Kevin Garnett and J.R. Ryder. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't hear that. For, so for those that don't know, uh, KG was in his rookie year, and KG from Chicago. They were playing in in Chicago at the United Center, and J.R. Ryder actually was having a very good game against Michael Jordan. I think three quarters after three quarters, he had like twenty something points, and the game was close. And KG started talking to J.R. Ryder, saying, "You know, you better, you know," and he's cussing like. KG fashion and he's telling JR like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he can't guard you this uh, nah, nah, nah. yeah he's going on and on and JR Ryder has to tell him hey like all back and Jordan Jordan is like hey man talk to your boy and JR is just like look look like I, he a rookie he don't know the rules so I'm gonna talk to him and you know this happened right before the fourth quarter Mind you, Minnesota is up at this point, and then Jordan just goes off. I think like twenty something in the fourth quarter, and twenty seven something like something crazy, and still had time to sit down because they were that much ahead of them that it was just like, all right, I'm I'm done. So yeah, and it's stories like that we hear with with Michael Jordan. Now I know someone who's going to listen to this podcast who is a LeBron stand is just going to say, oh y'all uh y'all Jordan, you know hype beast but I mean it is what it is we are what you mean that's right it it is what it is Um, LeBron I think even after this fourth ring he's up there Um, he's definitely up there uh, he's on the Mount Rushmore basketball I'll give him that like you can't tell the story of the NBA without discussing Michael Jordan, I mean LeBron James. So yeah, other other news outside of uh, or in the NBA, uh, y'all heard about Mark Cuban, his gesture or uh, his uh, service to Delonte West? Yeah, yeah, I, I heard about that. You know, that's 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 good. That's good. Hopefully, you know, um, West can keep it up because we know the thing with like addicts, man. Uh, like it's a it's a rough. It's a rough thing uh, for, you know, when a person has an addiction. So, yeah, that, that was good of, you know, Cuban to do that. You know, some people will say, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, he played for the team, but we know in this day and age, like, people don't always do things like that. So it was definitely a good gesture. And hopefully, like I said, Wes can, uh, you know, keep it up and stay with it. 
Yes, he may be the one owner I can see doing that. Yeah, yeah, probably. Like, I mean, maybe like Bomber, Bomber, like as in terms of new age owners, like he seemed like he might be a type of guy, and it might be some other. He wouldn't pull up at the gas station though. He'd have sent somebody. Maybe he wouldn't have pulled up in his own ride, got the bath in the car, and took him himself though. Maybe not. Maybe not. You know. Yeah, for those that that don't know, Delonte West has has been battling uh, substance abuse and mental health illness, and he was spotted on the streets in the Dallas uh, uh, Dallas Fort Worth area. Owner of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Mark Cuban, he was able to track him down, was able to get him, and it looks like he's going to be providing some additional assistance for Delonte West. So yeah, man, we got to pray for Delonte West. Hopefully, he can get um, get back on the right track and just be a, 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 a contributing person to society. Let's now get it back into the NFL, talk about some of the storylines. Dan Quinn. I'm going to start with you, Aaron. (laughs) Dan Quinn was fired uh, after going 0-5 this year. He was fired within minutes of the game ending. Um, Why did it take so long for the Falcons to get rid of this dude? Complexion for the protection, dog. He's been terrible since the Super Bowl. (laughs) I don't know why they were going to him so long. So, um, I mean, it was only a matter of time. But they got rid of him and the general manager. So, apparently, off the blank is pissed. But this should have been done. <laughs> you wasted Julio's career. Right. I'm not a big Matt Ryan fan, but you wasted his career too. So that window's closed with that team. So they're gonna have to blow it up and and start from scratch. But they had so much talent on that roster. Loaded. Yeah. On both sides of the football, and they just let it all go away. Being Minnesota about to do the same thing. Yep. Man, they blew their chance. Man, like at least had, had they got that one Super Bowl, like it'd be like, hey. You know, first of all, the trajectory of the team might have been different, let alone even if it wasn't, um, you know, it, you're like, hey, we got that Super Bowl. But, yeah, I mean, it's rough. Um, like, and Ryan actually won the MVP. That, Like, no matter what else he might have done in his career, that would have been a spectacular season, you know. And, you got to uh, have to stop slandering. You can't slander I mean, Bama that get MVP of the Super Bowl. Right. You just got to stop. You know, even if you believe he you got to stop. He would have, yeah, because he would have had the, he would have had the trifecta. Like, and I don't even know how many you know like players have done that in league history, um, in terms of win league MVP, win the Super Bowl, and win Super Bowl MVP. So yeah, I mean, he would have had that trifecta in that that year, and so yeah, like you said, it would have been like he would have been a made man, and so for them to blow that lead, and, and we already know how it goes. Um, Ryan's just not that guy from the standpoint of you know, being able to galvanize the rest of the team and overcome stuff and have your team bounce back. Because a lot of people thought that um, Pete Carroll, and in a sense, he kind of did, but Russell Wilson is just that great and transcendent of a talent to where, yeah, he saved the day because handing that ball or throwing with Russell at that time and not handing the ball to Marshawn after he had just, what was it, like a 12-yard run down to the one-yard line and then for you to pass it? Right. Like, and them to lose when they should have went back to back, you know, they kind of, you know, it was a big thing. They kind of lost the locker room and they had to start weeding out those defensive players and getting rid of them. But because Russell Wilson saved the day because he's that great of a player, like everything's all good again. But Atlanta didn't have that luxury. And so it's just, yeah, it, it took him a while, but 
he finally done it after did it after them being what zero and five, zero and five, and 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 what giving up several leads and giving up season. several leads. I mean, blowing the one obviously against the Cowboys, and your team looked completely on the unprepared on that onside right. kick. Uh, the first game of the season against Seattle. There was another game they had. Chicago. The Bears. Chicago, yeah, they yeah, gave up that yeah. lead. And then they got the breaks beat off them against Green Bay. So it's just, <laughs> you can't have all that happen in one, in this sort of the season no. and you continue to be the coach. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it was time yeah. for Quinn to go. And I, I I never was a big Matt Ryan fan. And again, I think he's a DLG quarterback that gets too many nicknames of Maddie Ice, which is, mm. I still haven't seen the Maddie Ice part, but... <laughs> I just, I just feel like he's not that guy. He's a DLG. He's that's that's what he is. And they, they just not the same team. And and now they're gonna have to obviously start over and rebuild. And they're gonna have to start thinking about tanking their, their next quarterback. They're not gonna tank this fast because they, they, they already had for this. They have. He said halfway though. They're half. They're almost halfway there. Almost. The only thing worse is the Jets. That's the only <laughs> thing worse. I think <laughs> they're the not going to The Giants will be worse. That's going to get a win this week. And then two weeks after that. Yeah, so I think they, I got, nah, I got the Giants. Nah, we get to the nah, pick nah, you, ain't go, you ain't going to pick the, uh, Washington, D. Bro, uh, you're not doing it. We're going to see who magic works this week. Mine doesn't work this season if I was trying. Oh, oh man. man. Side magic. Go ahead. <laughs> side, side note, I believe Emmett Smith is the only other player to win an MVP, Super Bowl, and Super Bowl MVP in the same yeah, season. Yeah, I believe that's... he's the only other person to do that. Um, talking about Emmett Smith, let's talk about his former or his team, the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott suffered a gruesome injury dislocated ankle and compound compound fracture uh, he is i'm going <laughs> he is going to be out for the rest of the year um as some of you all may know i'm going to announce this here but i am a dallas cowboys fan so <laughs> uh, and i and i actually missed the injury like i stepped away i was doing mm. something I came back and my brother's just like, yo, Dak is hurt. You know, I'm like, okay. You know, he was kind of beat up last week. I didn't see the injury until after the game. And I was like, oh, he is done for the season. Now, it looks like uh, the the surgery went well. Four to six weeks recover. I mean, four months, to six months yeah, recovery. Months, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> four to six month recovery. Um, but it did. The they said it was pretty successful, and the and the doctor who who did or the surgeon has had um, other NFL players bounce back from that injury. Now, Dak Prescott was playing on a franchise tag. That's the um, yes, it, it, if. You were Dak Prescott, and I'll start with you, D. What are your thoughts running through your head, knowing that you playing or you played on the franchise tag, and now this happened? That's why he was crying so hard, I think, because of the pain in the ankle, and then knowing that he was. Because this is the thing when you when you on the franchise tag, especially at quarterback, you're kind of betting on yourself to have a season to where you do get that long term payday. Uh, and then now that he had that ankle, I thought the I thought is I thought the Bama sock was turned to the side. I didn't realize that it was his foot. And so I looked again and said, is that that Bama's foot like that? And I was like, damn, he's done, done. Like, when you, something like that, you already know now. I don't know. I can't see them trying to franchise him again, but he definitely hurt his value with that type of injury with Dallas. And I think they're going to use that as a tactic for negotiations when it comes to his contract. 
because they're going to have to come back up with this again, you know, next season. And so I think they're going to use that injury as a way to not give him his his full, you know what I'm saying, compensation for what he should have gotten. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's definitely one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, has he done anything right now in terms of winning playoff games and, and stuff like that? I mean, no, he has won a playoff game. He, he has. does. He has. But in terms of like the consistency of doing that, he hasn't. But I feel like he can get there, you know what I'm saying, up with the skills that he has. Um, but I just think at the end of the day, he he's definitely thinking about, man, I signed that franchise tender, and now they now they're going to redo this negotiation again, and now I have this injury. So you know what's that what's that going to mean? Because they were always trying to be funny with his money. So we're going to find out how that goes. Jeff, what will be running through your head? Um, I mean, if if I if you know I was Dak, I mean I wouldn't be feeling good. That's for sure. Um, about the whole situation, mainly. I, I definitely would be leaving Dallas. I mean, if if they want to come to the table and give the franchise, I mean, I, I you know that's next year. I believe it's thirty seven point seven, and so you know you, you you probably do that. But I'm in my mind, I'm I'm looking at leaving because you could you didn't believe in me, and I got hurt. You know, at playing on the franchise tag, and you know. And it's because you didn't believe in me. I should have had a deal as like as D mentioned, I'm one of the top quarterbacks. And like let's look and when you look at the lay of the land, it's not really that many vicious quarterbacks as people may, you know, believe that there is. Yeah. And and it's like and so and and it's like he might not be the top elite, but he's in that next tier. He's a franchise. Without yeah. question. So without question. So when you look at, you know, what the market bears for a quarterback, it's man, I'll tell you what, we talked about the Falcons, like the Lions with Stafford. They're another one who needs to get off that train. Obviously the Bears, if they had Dak, uh, what's another team right there that could Vikings? use a quarterback? The Vikings. You know, the Super Bowl, um yeah, so um, so yeah, it's a couple teams that are right there that if they had a quarterback, they have all the other you know pieces kind of around the team, and so I'm I think I think what I believe I think that Jerry is going to do the franchise because I think it's almost like Dak has become a sympathetic figure. Um, everyone knows that they should have paid him. I mean, Stephen Jones came out and said that he's still in their future, but you know, people lie, but I believe that they will ultimately franchise him to get another look. So I don't really think he's going to really lose any money at the end of the day. And the other silver lining is that he got hurt early in the year. So four to six months, he'll be ready to go by week one next year, as opposed to a KD situation where he got injured in the finals. So he had to miss the whole year. So I think like that's the silver lining in the situation. I don't, I don't think he'll ultimately end up losing. Cause I do, but I do believe that he'll ultimately end up getting franchised um, by the Cowboys. And then he'll, if they don't resign him, it's almost like a Kirk Cousins situation where he'll end up getting a good deal on the market because again, they're not really that many quarterbacks just roaming around out there. Aaron, you think Dak is going to get the franchise tag or he's going to play on the heartstrings of the Joneses and, and the, the, the Cowboys fan base? Cause surprisingly the Cowboys fan base is very, especially the cow. I listen to 
radio, uh, Cowboys radio down there. And they're very similar to, to Washington fans where like when they start talking, then ownership listens. So do, do you think, uh, do you think Dak is going to be playing on that franchise tag next year or there's going to be enough, you know, well wishes for Dak to get a long-term deal? I think unfortunately for Dak, they have the perfect backup on their team for what they should be doing versus what they actually want to do. It's going to force them to do what they should have been doing with Dak the last two years and probably would have had them moving further down in the playoffs. So Andy Dalton, I believe, is going to look much better than people are anticipating him looking in that offense with all of those weapons. It's going to keep the defense off the field as much. So the defense is still going to be terrible, but they're not going to be on the field <laughs> enough to give up 40 to 50 points because any head coach with common sense, when you know you can't keep up with other teams like that, you minimize the possessions. But that's probably why Mike McCarthy was also without a job. So I think they're going to win the division, eight or nine wins, and they may even win the playoff game. And so they're going to no say... I'm, you heard it. Yeah, go first. ahead, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're going to end up devaluing that to the Joneses. They're going to be like, hold on, we won the division with without you. The team kind of looked better without you, even though it's not Dak's fault. It's the offensive coordinator and head coach. But things are going to start looking more in line with the way people anticipated Dallas looking coming into the season versus the way it's played out the first four games. So they're going to win the division and have a chance to win a playoff game. And I think Dak's going to end up getting his money, but from another team. It might be Washington, but he's going to get $200 million. Because he's going to be the best free agent quarterback available. And there are going to be a lot of teams like oh, Jeff yeah. said that need quarterbacks, starting with Chicago, whose Super Bowl window is now. The Vikings window is closing. Like Tampa Bay, who knows what's going to happen to Tom Brady if he's going to end up being able to play another year. But there are going to be a lot of teams that are close that just need a quarterback. And that's going to get to one admit. Just, I don't see it happening with the Cowboys. Jeff, real quick, uh, what do you think Andy Dalton's going to do with the Cowboys <laughs> for the rest of the year? I mean, I think I think Andy Dalton has always been a decent quarterback. I mean, I believe in his first five years in the league, he had 10 wins. Now, he's 0-4 in the playoffs. Only one of those games was at home where they lost to, I believe, the Chargers, I believe it was. Steelers. Steelers, it was at home? Okay. That was, that was the one where Burfick blew the game with the with the late hit oh, on with the on AB. Actually, no. Uh, Dalton didn't play that game. It was the backup quarterback, whoever it was. But go ahead. You're right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, so, so, I mean, uh, I think, so if you want to call him a game manager, I think he can do that, you know, uh, well. And, and as Aaron mentioned, you know, them put the – um, you know, the ball more in Zeke's hands and be a running team. But the key to that is them not getting down. Because the thing is, you know, with Dak, if y'all if y'all are down, what was it, 42 to 17 against Cleveland? Mm-hmm. You know, Andy Dalton's not bringing you back from 42 to 17. Zero no, percent chance. Zero percent so, so you have to stay in the game and you have to try to control the clock as much as possible. Um, the thing is, Dallas's O-line isn't as good as it was in the prime of all of those first-round picks. I mean, it's still okay. It's still solid. It's still not, it's still not bad, but yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, and, well, but, it, so it the right tackle out for the year. Yeah, everyone's out. Yeah. Smith is yeah. out. Collins right. is out. 
You know, exactly. we, we so lost whether they were watching his old line, but we can Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Without a doubt. But yeah, so whether they'll be able to assist Zeke in having those monster games and staying ahead or controlling the clock, that will be key. But I think Dalton can, you know, man the ship. But if you think that he's the guy moving forward over Dak, this is why Jerry Jones and you all, uh, Jeremy, haven't won a chip since, what was it, 95? 90, yep, uh, 96. man. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, don't, don't, don't think that Dalton's your guy for sure. Don't do but that. But I think the team nah. is built for this, this change, in my opinion. The way the team 100%. is built. It's, it's built, run first, play action, bootleg, throw the ball. You got three monsters on the wide receiver. It, it's just built for this. To me, it's going to be a lot easier for for Dalton, as long as you can run, you can just make those plays off of play action all day. I think you're going to live off of it. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just the Dallas is going to end up winning the division. They're the most complete team, it, despite that horrible defense, in our whole division. Better than the Giants. I think I think the thing with because of Philly is all the injuries, but they actually had moments where they look good against Pittsburgh. No, like they were out there. You know what I mean? It's just but like it's the turnovers. If That's he it. Can't stop the turnovers. Like you wouldn't be in position to be down that much to have. He be, to ha- he be having to, to do so much because first of all, we know their offensive line is banged up, and then he don't have no weapons, and that's like his biggest problem. But I mean, I think Dallas is still in the you know in the, the I guess pole position to win the division. But on, the Eagles are still right there. I mean, it's just a matter of if they can get any of those guys back healthy, then, you know, that could change. I mean, they just have to stay in striking distance because the fact that they have that tie might end up helping them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, real quick. Um, Oh, actually, before we get out of this one, I- I'll say this as a Cowboys fan, seeing that injury, I was, I felt, I feel bad for Dak Prescott and I was talking to my co-host Matthew and um, I was saying, you know what? I've stuck with the Cowboys through like a lot of garbage now for years. Um, I've stuck through, you know, Jerry Jones being who he is as an owner. I've, you know, the bad Romo years, the Romo fumbles, the the three straight years coming to week 17, trying to make the playoffs and we get bounced out over and over. And then we just had a, a bunch of years where we're just trash, like all together. But this would be the one that would get me off the the the, the Cowboys like bandwagon or Cowboys train because say it you, ain't so say it ain't because <laughs> if you well, if you let this first. do that's if you the let first this never dude, I heard a Cowboys fan say it ever <laughs> uh, if you let this dude walk after literally you know breaking his leg for you like and he's still young he's still one of the better quarterbacks I mean. Definitely leadership top 10. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. no, exactly. Leadership is, Can't is, find a is better up guy. there. And if you let this dude walk over, like, because the problem is years. That was all it was. Dak wants a four year deal. Jerry wants a five year deal. It really wasn't even the money per se. He'd but probably get a short let, deal now. <laughs> true you ain't lying <laughs> if you let this dude walk man I, I can't be a Cowboys fan anymore that's like I can't like I don't know if I'll be watching I'll probably just be watching Red Zone for the rest of my existence so so you know the funny thing about that Jeremy is the fact that I was telling them over the text last week I was telling Aaron like they've dealt with this skins you know situation their entire life like I actually grew up 
being a Broncos fan. So mm-hmm. at least, I mean, I had them Elway TD years that they won back to back. But I've been a Skins fan now for about 15 years. But to your point about Dak, and it's not like he even went on to do great things, but with everything that was going on in Denver and when they got rid of Cutler and Brandon Marshall, I was through with them. That's mm-hmm. when I started rooting for the Skins. At that time, Rex Grossman was the quarterback, so it wasn't yes. like they were. The, it was on the up and up with the with right, uh, right, the right. Washington football team. But yeah, I've been a I've been a fan for I guess it's about 15 years now in the, uh, the Washington football team. But yeah, for Denver, like I said, being my childhood team, that situation when with all that is when I had to leave. So I, I feel you on <laughs> the whole Dak situation <laughs> if you gotta over that scenario for sure. Oh, man. Let's now get to week six, or actually before. Uh, just a little update. It is the first quarter. Uh, Buffalo Bills and Tennessee Titans are playing right now. By the time you hear this podcast, you will know who won that game, but it's tied at seven, uh, approaching the second quarter. Let's now get to our picks. Some people, this is the favorite part of the show. Uh, we're going to pick all these games against the spread. Let's start with, uh, I believe this is the, well, I don't know what day it is. But anyways, Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored at three and a half. I'll start with you, Aaron. Who are you selecting? My, my. At the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, by the way, I hope I hope you all are writing this down because I ain't writing it down. <laughs> oh snap! I'm sure Harold. I'm sure Harold when he listens back. You don't want to trust that. You don't want to trust that. So hey, hey, you in the lead now, Jeff? You better pay attention, though. Hey, hey, Jeremy. Jeremy, ask your question. Did Harold put in his picks already? Because Harold did. Harold. So 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 Harold did not give me his. And then make his pick. Yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> no, he make his, don't give him the audio. Look, I'm about to text him right now. I'll be like, yo, get your picks in before. <laughs> yeah, that's T. That right there is that funny business, bro. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Jeff, you're, I mean, Aaron, you go with the Chiefs. Yeah, what about you, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm fall in line uh, and take take the Chiefs minus the three and a half. Same here. Chiefs. All right, yeah. I am going with the Chiefs. Also, they'll bounce back after they uh, were stunned by the Raiders. Uh, Chiefs got their first loss of the season. Let's now get to Detroit Lions at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Detroit Lions are favored by three and a half points. Start with you, D. Uh, who, who's who are you selecting? Hey, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, and Detroit, Detroit. This is one of those games. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> it's like I, uh, I just I'll take I go with Jacksonville. Just I go with Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what about you? Um, I hate to do it. I don't like these guys, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, he needs to, you know, have his job in question as well as Ryan. But I'm gonna go with uh, Stafford and the Lions. Oh wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, Patricia, okay. I'm yeah, gonna regret it yeah. yeah, you right, you right. Patricia is also like, like what, what is it? Uh, Cal- Callaway. It was Callaway, right? The black coach that was there. Oh, well, 
Jim Caldwell, yeah. I mean, he went to two playoffs in four years. When the last time the Lions did that and he got the axe? So that's <laughs> ridiculous, young. Yeah, Patrick hey. out there slumming. So yeah, he got the axe for nine wins. For nine, nine wins, <laughs> he got the axe and they missed the playoffs. And he had went two out of four years. But, <laughs> Aaron, you, the Lions. <laughs> Aaron, you said you have the Lions also? Yeah, I got the Lions. All right, all right. Uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is favored by four. Um, Aaron, who you selected? All right. What about you, uh, Jeff? Uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers. All right, and D? Uh, I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to be the long ranger on this one, I guess. Until, until you know, uh, Harold's picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harold, Harold making his picks, his picks for the one o'clock games at four o'clock. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They should win this. Uh, they should win this by more than four points. Uh, let's get now to Bears at the Panthers. Let me get the records right, though. Right. I can't remember. I'm gonna pull it up right now. Honestly can't remember the records, but the uh, Bears at Panthers. Panthers are favored by three points. D, who's gonna win? Who are you selecting? Uh let me get the Panthers. All right. What about you, Jeff? Uh I'm gonna go with the Panthers as well. All right, Aaron. I got the Bears. Okay. No, uh, you keep okay. picking the beige, huh? I covered last week. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, this game I, This is a I, up in the air game. Go ahead. I th- I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Uh, they've actually been winning games since uh, Christian McCaffrey has gone down. So uh, they're, they're actually undefe- undefeated. So I, I'm I'm going with with uh, with uh, with the, with the Panthers. Falcons at Vikings. <laughs> Vikings are fired. Unanimous. Vikings are favored by three and a half. We mentioned that Dan Quinn uh, was was fired. The interim head coach Raheem uh, Raheem Morris, interim head coach. So, uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's funny how quick they are to make us the interim head coach, knowing it's going to be short term. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know the last interim head coach. I mean, coach that got the head coaching job. I was right. just talking to a buddy about that. Like, I, right. yeah. So he's out of there after that. Right. <laughs> uh, put it on your resume. I'm going to go with the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, we unanimous on this. Unanimous? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going, we're going with the Vikings. Uh, Broncos at Patriots. Patriots are favored by seven and a half. Uh, they had to reschedule the Patriots game for last week. It's going to be, I think, later. Oh, no, no. This is the game that was supposed to be played for week five. They moved it to week six. Um, so, um, so yes, because of all the Rona going on, the Panthers favored by seven and a half. Aaron, who are you selecting? I got the Patriots. Okay. What about you, uh, Jeff? Uh, I'm going to go with the Pats as well. Cam should be back. I'm going to go with the Pats. Oh, unanimous. Yeah, I, I, I would say that too. Unanimous, uh, <laughs> all for the Patriots. Washington football team at unanimous. the <laughs> at the at the New York Giants. Now let's let's get to it. We say we hear unanimous, but Giants are favored by three. Who who we got? I'm gonna start with you, Jeff. I got the Giants. 
Okay. All right. What about you, uh, Aaron? I got Washington. Don't ask. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and for the Giants fan in the building, D. I made a I made a proclamation when the season started that I wouldn't pick a Giant game for the remainder of the season. So Washington. <laughs> it would be like so Washington fashion to win this game and win it big and then give hope to the rest of the fan base. I'm yeah. going with Washington. They'll 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 win this game. Uh, win Harold I got the Lone Ranger. Okay. I just gave you a free game, Jeff, dog. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say right now, I know my team and right now our offensive line is young and experienced. It's not playing well. And the Washington strong suit is their D line, so I just feel like it's not going to get dangerous anytime. And the Bama's always giving the ball to the other team, so that's anytime <laughs> when you got Landon Collins and Troy Apke covering in cover two, dog. No, I mean, you can't pass. You can't pass. Like Aaron, you talking all that? You took Washington, man. Unless you all your reverse magic. Just relax, Jeff, and let me do my thing, dog. Good show next week. Just Harold coins this as the battle of the dumpsters. So uh, we'll have to see how it goes. Ravens at Eagles. The Ravens are favored at three and a half. The Eagles are struggling, 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 but they they have a new receiver, Fulgham. I don't even know his first name, but Fulgham has been balling for Carson Wentz. Uh, I mentioned that the Ravens are favored at three and a half. I'll start with you, D. Who are you selecting? Ravens. All right, Jeff. Ravens. Unanimous. Aaron. Unanimous. Right. <laughs> I don't know what they smoking in Vegas. This is the lock of the week. <laughs> lock of the week. You heard Double it here. They're going to have somebody get somebody a shot in the lung and then that's the mess up somebody's starting gig because that's what we're to. <laughs> Unanimous here. Bengals at Colts. Uh, both teams are coming off of losses. Joe Burrow, um, he's been playing good, but huh? definitely had a bad game against the Ravens. I mean, um, they got a tough D. Yeah. You must watch the game with the sound, though. If you watch the game with the sound, though, it's a different story about Joe Burrow going on, but that's another story. <laughs> Colts are favored by seven and a half. I'll start with you, Aaron. They know he's like because Philip Rivers trash too. So give me the he wash. What about you, uh, Jeff? Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, them. The Bengals to cover. D. I'm gonna go with the Colts. I know that the spread is kind of crazy. It, 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 you heard how AJ Green's looking to get traded or get not. Bro, don't yeah, give him yeah. no touch, though. No touch. Yeah, he definitely looked like he said that on the sidelines or to, to one of his coaches. <laughs> if you ain't going to use me, then just train me. Get me out of here. Right. I'm going with the Bengals to cover, but I think the Colts should win. Um, let's now get to the next game. Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins yeah, favored by uh, nine. nine. Ryan Fitz crucial. Ooh. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Looking like Fitz Magic, and I hate calling him that because I don't <laughs> think he's really good at all. Uh, but but he is doing some magic. It is October, hocus pocus. Maybe that's why he's playing well. Uh, Dolphins favored by nine. I'll start with you, D. 
Uh, who are you selecting? Uh, let me get the Dolphins. The Jets is just so terrible. I can't even yeah. see them covering. Yeah. Is, is Sam Darnold back or is it going to be Joe Flacco again? Ooh, that's one thing we forgot to talk about. It'll yeah, probably, it won't will it matter though? Yeah, <laughs> I think they'll cover the, the Dolphins. Ain't good enough to. Get I mean, the Jets did only score ten points with Flacco against the Cardinals. So I actually yeah, thought I mean, they would score more with your man uh, Donald. That's what I was asking, but you're uh, right. These niggas trash. They just trash. And now, and now, and Le'Veon Bell yeah. wants to get traded. Yeah, he want to get traded. Yeah, they try to trade him. Everybody trying yeah. to leave. I think this is probably unanimous, even though the Dolphins always been one of those controversial. Right. You know, a lot of us don't like picking them. I think these picked them more than anybody, but <laughs> yeah, like they 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 just dumped off the Niners who Garoppolo. That's another story. We had. Yes, Jack would look Jack would look nice in the Niners yes. uniform. Yes, he you would. Know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. they just dumped off the Niners 43 to 17. So it, it would seem like they should cover against the Jets, the Niners. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Yeah, so is it unanimous here? It is. Yeah. All right, unanimous. <laughs> All right, Packers at Buccaneers. Packers mm-hmm. favored by two and a half. Wow. Tom Brady. He uh he struggled against a very good defense in Chicago. Actually lost that game on Thursday night. And was working on the sideline and all. Yeah, did it know it was fourth down. Um, I don't know if y'all know this. Um, I guess well, I don't know. I have at my house. I have a FiOS, and they have like a 4K channel for Fox. So I was watching the game on 4K. I did notice a slight difference, but but one thing I did notice though, the microphones were definitely a lot hotter, crisper, <laughs> and, and you were actually hearing what Tom Brady was saying to that offensive lineman. Um, so yeah, he he was mouthing off. Uh, like I said, the <laughs> Packers are favored by two and a half. Packers are coming off of a bye week. Uh, Aaron, who are you selecting? Packers and a lot. This yeah, unanimous. It's probably unanimous. Huh? It is. Hey, look, man, y'all, y'all can't be slandering me. Picks in that zone. We're on the low. We ain't had no picks on the on the low sheet or nothing. He was gonna wait until he do the edits and listen to who we picked. Right. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all can't, y'all ain't got my methodology down, dog. I'm doing terrible right now. <laughs> that man came out of the gates blazing and now it lasts. <laughs> Bama started with a five game lead, though. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He oh, doing man. that line of Falcons joint right now. You know, start man, off right. hot and then lose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm taking the Packers, though. I'm taking the Packers. <laughs> All, All right. right. All right. Rams at 49ers. Rams coming off of a blowout win of the Washington football team. 49ers coming off a loss where they benched Jimmy Garoppolo. Surprisingly. Uh, they- they benched him to save his uh, confidence. That was what Shanahan had to say. Uh, <laughs> Rams are favored at three, fight favorite three and a half. Harold, since you got in here, who are you selecting? I'm going with the Rams. We're not messing with Garoppolo. He trash. Get him out of here. <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, Rams. D. I'm going to say Rams. I've never heard a coach say there were 
benching a quarterback, a starting quarterback to give him confidence. That should be. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pick <laughs> Yes, unanimous here. Uh, the Monday night game, Cardinals at Cowboys. Cardinals are favored by two and a half. Um, first game without Dak Prescott. Dalton's going to have the starting job. Kyler Murray's first Monday night performance. I'll start with you, D. Who are you selecting? I'm going with the Cowboys. All right. Aaron. Dallas. Uh, I see where it is shaping up. I'm going to be the Lone Ranger. Let me get <laughs> Kyler Murray and the boys. Bamas think, think uh, Andy about to be the answer. Nah, it's not going to be Andy. It's going to be Ezekiel Elliott. That's the answer. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm going for Dallas, too. Oh, okay. Uh, Harold, that's yeah. what I meant to say. All right. Um, I'm going to have to go against my favorite team, the Cardinals. They go, oh, okay. Man, not that long. He's going to reverse You got to hit that drop, hit the uh-oh magic drop right there. <laughs> For real, you know, That's what he's doing. <laughs> so, guys, should we let should we make Harold make these picks for the other games now that he's on? Yeah, I think that's that it. I put my jumps in, man. I'm going because we got to order heralds from time to time so the people need to hear what his picks are so he can't flip-flop <laughs> next week. Okay, all right. So I'm going with so, the Chiefs in the first one. Chiefs. Okay. I'm going with Jacksonville in the, in, the, in, the, in the second one. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Going with the Panthers. They've been on the roll. I'm rocking with them still. I'm, 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 I'm going low down dirty with Kirk Cousins uh, and the Vikings. <laughs> I'm rocking with with a uh, COVID nineteen Cam and the Patriots. Then I'm going with Daniel. Do it again, Danny Dimes Jones. There you go. Versus the, versus the Washington Football Scrubs. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm going with the Ravens. Of course, I'm going with the Colts. I think they bounce back. I got the Dolphins, and then of course I got the Packers, the Rams, and the Cowboys. So all right, all right. Well. That was pretty fun. Harold, since you're here, man, wrap up the show for us. Hey, hey, man. Appreciate you. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. I, I, I'm, I'm a listener just like everybody else this week. Uh, shout out to Wes Buffy. Shout out to Kicking It With G-Man. Shout out to Lance J Radio, Free In Your Radio. Shout out to our whole special host today, Jeremy John. Uh, Chuck Mariano. I don't think I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name for that article he wrote. Oh my goodness, bro! I got to find you. Make sure you're not a bot. You a real person? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that jump was phenomenal. Uh, shout out to Sports Talk Tasha. Uh, shout out to Jenna Garcia, and we out. You can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search Other Side of Sports, or you can follow us on Instagram at OSS980. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about... Let me speak! How does that feel? How does that feel?